0: From the New Media Project at the NYU School of Medicine, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, a new endothelial corneal dystrophy.
1: In 2001, I examined in my office in Hanau, close to Frankfurt, a one-year-old male patient, together with his parents from a small city of North Tyrol, Austria, The parents told me about the ophthalmological consulting odyssey with their baby through Austria, Germany, and England for several months.
0: First this. The Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education requires a financial interest disclosure before any CME activity. Dr. Lisch declares no real or apparent conflicts of interest. Do you enjoy the programs you hear in this podcast? Why not contribute to the conversation by calling our listener response lines? Share your expertise about an issue we've discussed by calling. In the United States, dial area code 646-808-0231. That's a local New York number. In the United Kingdom, dial 020-7558-8275. That's a local London number. You can also ask questions of any guest who has appeared on the podcast. Then your question will be relayed to the guest, and your question and the guest's answer will appear on the following podcast. Go ahead. Try it out. It's cool. Most ophthalmic research consists of refining our knowledge of existing diseases, it is unusual for a truly new pathology to be described. We are lucky to have one of those rare moments today, and even luckier to hear from the discoverer of this new X-linked corneal endothelial dystrophy, Walter Lisch. Walter, can you refresh our memories about corneal endothelial dystrophies?
1: First, I thank you very much for your invitation to talk with you about the endothelial corneal dystrophies.
0: In these diseases,
1: the primary defect is in the posterior cornea with possible consecutive alterations in the other layers of the cornea. Mostly, the changes are bilateral but often asymmetric. This is a very important point I'll talk about later. Until our new publication in the HEO March Issue 2006, we could distinguish between three forms of endothelial corneal dystrophies. First, Fox-corneal dystrophy. Second, JET or congenital hereditary endothelial dystrophy. And finally, third, BBCD or posterior polymorphous corneal dystrophy. First, Fox-corneal dystrophy. Fox-corneal dystrophy is one of the most causes of penetrating keratoplasty in the Western countries we can distinguish three stages. First, cornea gutata. At the posterior bowl, we can see the cornea gutata above all in the center of the cornea, demonstrating a beaten metal, often combined with fine pigment testing. The patient is asymptomatic. In specular microscopy, we can see cornea gutata specific changes of the endothelial cells. Second, stromal and epithelial edema plus epithelial bullae. This bullae can rupture and give rise to painful erosive attacks. Visual acuity falls dramatically. For the differential diagnosis, it is very important to ask the patient if the reduced vision is the same during the whole day. In fox corneal dystrophy, the vision is worse on awakening because decreased deer evaporation during sleep reduces deer osmolarity, allowing increased corneal edema. In the most cases of fox, we can see asymmetric changes of the cornea. For example, on the right eye, the foul fox, and on the left, only cornea gutata. That is why it is very important to examine both cornea very subtle. In general, I can recommend to do this examination additionally in retroillumination and by dilated pupil. The final third stage of FOX is a sub epithelial corneal scurry. The most striking histopathologic features of FOX are posterior to decimate's membrane, where endothelial cells produce new collagenous tissue that gives the clinical appearance of thickening of decimates membrane. The alteration of the posterior corner described as cornea gutata can lead to a decreased endothelial bumping function with the consequence of occurrence of Fuchs corneal dystrophy. Some words to the inheritance of Fuchs. Fox may be inherited as an autosomal dominant trait, but is frequently encountered as a sporadic disorder. In some pedigrees, FACS has been mapped to chromosome 1, and missense mutations have been found. Alpha chain of collagen type 8. To my opinion, for the future, we have to look if we can find the X-chromosomal inheritance for Fox corneal dystrophy. Why? Several years ago, Cratchman and others from Iowa presented, I think, eight pedigrees of fox with no father-to-son inheritance. This is a hint for excomitomal inheritance. Fox is commoner in women than in men in a ratio of three to one and is commoner in the West than in the Middle East or Japan, where it is rare. We come to the second form, CHET or congenital hereditary endothelial dystrophy. This is a rare disease. This is a bilateral disorder of the coronal endothelium giving rise to coronal edema at or near birth. The degree of coronal clouding in CHET varies considerably from a mild haze to a blue-gray ground glass opacification. Very rarely we can disclose a subepithelial band keratopathy as a secondary alteration of CHAT. We know a dominant form, termed as JET1, and a recessive form, termed as chat 2 Until today, we have not a clear description of the asymptomatic trait carriers in chat one I think the main alteration in these patients are moon-crater-like or bodorange-like endothelial changes. But here we have problems in the differential diagnosis to PPCD, to posterior polymorphous coronal dystrophy. To the histopathology of CHET, in both CHET 1 and 2, there is a failure of endothelial differentiation late in gestation. So that, also the early banded layer of decimates membrane is formed normally, the subsequent testomate's membrane is represented by a thickened posterior collagen layer. To the inheritance of JET, the gene for JET1 and 2 has been mapped to chromosome 20. JET is rare in most countries, but it is among the most frequent coronary dystrophies in Saudi Arabia and South India. The differential diagnosis of JET against congenital glaucoma is very important and can be difficult. Now we are going to the third form of endothelial coronary dystrophies, PBZD, or posterior polymorphous coronary dystrophy. This is a bilateral endothelial dystrophy characterized clinically by vesicular and band-like lesions at the level of the decimate's membrane. These alterations can be asymptomatic. The severe form of PBZD may cause congenital coronary edema. Here, in a singular case, there are great problems in the differential diagnosis of PBCD and JET. In BBCD, three types of change are seen with the slit lamp at the level of testemates membrane. First, vesicles. Vesicles are small, round, and discrete structures, which are found in clusters of 2 to 20 and may occur Anywhere on the corner without effect on vision. These alterations are best seen in retroillumination and by dilated pupils. Second type of change, they are bane shaped figures, giving them a snail drake or snail rote appearance. And third, diffuse form, irregular thickening of decimates membrane. Normally, these alterations remain stationary and asymptomatic. However, when involvement of the endothelium is extensive, there may be a slowly progressive coronal edema, leading to visual loss and necessitating keratoplasty. In BBCD, we have other anterior segment changes. In 25% of patients with BBCD, have peripheral anterior synechia due, it is thought, to the migration of the abnormal endothelial across the chamber angle. Elevated intraocular pressure occurs in about 15 percent of patients with BBCD. In very rare cases, we can find a subepithelial band keratopathy as secondary alteration of BBCD. In the past, as though relatively often, patients with unilateral and only one vertical snail road. The question, is this a degeneration or a dystrophy? And is this a form with recessive or X-linked inheritance? We don't know exactly. I would like to invite all of the morphologists to catalog this patient and to explore hints for inheritance. Now to the histopathology of BBCD. The most distinctive histopathologic finding in BBCD is the epithelial-like morphology of the cells surfacing the posterior cornea. To the inheritance, BBCD is autosomal-dominantly inherited with mutation on chromosome 20 and on chromosome one with collagen 8A2. A third locus for BBCD maps to chromosome 10. Recessive inheritance of BBCD has also been reported clinically.
0: That was super, water. Now, can I have you describe the proband of this new dystrophy?
1: I met uh, the proband of this family in 1972. I examined this, this first male patient in a family from Innsbruck in North Dural, Austria, with bilateral sub band keratopathy and endothelial coronacodata-like and alterations.
0: When did you begin to examine some of his family members?
1: I began to examine this family in 1972 and in the following years, 73 and four.
0: What was the initial presentation of the proband? What did he look like?
1: My first diagnosis was primary hereditary pain-shaped coronal dystrophy and its association with other hereditary lesions. And I started with the examination, I told you, of family members in 1972.
0: What was the presentation of the other family members? What do the other family members look like?
1: I saw male family members with sub band keratopathy combined with cornea gudata-like alteration. And I saw, above all, female family members with only cornea gudata-like alterations.
0: In 1990, you met additional family members. Can you describe that?
1: In 1990, I was able to examine New trade carers in the same family from Innsbruck. One eight-year-old male patient demonstrated bilateral milky ground glass corneal clouding. The boy's mother and grandmother disclosed only moon crater like endothelial changes.
0: What distinguished these findings from CHED?
1: In CHED 1, this is the autosomal dominant form. We have an autosomal dominant inheritance and no phenotypical differences between male and female trait carriers. And additionally, in our presented family, we could observe severe phenotypical differences between male and female patients. Uh, In male patients, either congenital corneal clouding or band keratopathy combined with endothelial alterations. And in female patients, only moon crater endothelial changes.
0: Can I have you describe what happened in 2001?
1: In 2001, I examined in my office in Hanau, close to Frankfurt, a one-year-old male patient, together with his parents from a small city of North Dural, Austria, named Wörgl. Virgil is 60 miles east of Innsbruck, between Salzburg and Innsbruck, in the middle. The parents told me about the ophthalmological consulting odyssey, with their baby through Austria, Germany, and England for several months. One diagnosis was congenital glaucoma with the consequence of surgery and the other non-congenital glaucoma. The baby demonstrated bilateral, milky ground glass coronary clouding and the mother only moon crater like endothelial changes. I was, of course, remained it, of my old family in Innsbruck and asked the mother of Brode if she had relatives in Innsbruck, but she said no. At the same day, I found the first broband in the Innsbruck family. You remember, he is a commercial artist, and we could determine that his mother was a cousin of the great-grandmother of the baby from Berger.
0: That's interesting.
1: Go on, please. Hannah is about... 500 miles north of Innsbruck. I proposed with the eye clinic and the genetic institute of the University of Innsbruck to re together the whole family of north Tyrol. In 2003 and 2004, I was at the eye clinic in Innsbruck on five different weekends to examine and re-examine the large family. At the same time, we got blood samples from all of the 60 family members for DNA examinations. These examinations performed Dr. Andreas Jannicke from the Genetic Institute of the University of Innsbruck.
0: What changed your mind about the diagnosis of CHED?
1: The severe phenotypical differences between the male and female trait carriers changed my mind about the diagnosis of CHED from 1993 into a new X-linked endothelial coronary dystrophy Briefly, XECD in 2001 and 2002.
0: Having examined the family pedigree, what did you think that the heritability of this new dystrophy was?
1: A locus of this new endothelial coronary dystrophy maps to XQ25. By multipoint analysis, a maximum LOD score of 10.90 was obtained between markers DXS8057 and DXS1047.
0: By your description, the women were less severely affected than the men. Is this consistent with an X-linked dystrophy?
1: Yes. The male patient was severely affected than the female dreadcast. This is very good for excomosal inherited disease.
0: Were you able to obtain any specimen for histopathology?
1: Yes. In one male patient with sub band keratopathy and moon crater like endothelial changes, we examined the coronal button following penetrating keratoplasty by light and electron microscopy.
0: What did histopathological analysis show?
1: Um, atypical endothelial cells were often arranged in multilayer, while bare areas of basement decimates membrane with loss of endothelial cells were found in other sites.
0: And what are the moon craters on histopathology?
1: Uh, yes, the decimates membrane was irregularly thickened and occasionally showed small excavations and bits that were filled with cells, resembling fibroblast cells, with spinal-shaped nuclei and bicuboid cells. But there were no there were normal intercellular junctions.
0: Were there any non-corneal findings associated with this dystrophy?
1: No, we didn't find any other ocular or systemic symptoms.
0: Did these patients have normal intraocular pressures?
1: Yes, in none of our 60 family members, we were able to observe an elevated GOP.
0: What do you speculate as the mechanism for the increased intraocular pressure?
1: In this family, we had the normal intraocular pressure, but as you remember, I reported earlier in BBCD, we can find an elevated EOP due to the growing of epithelial-like endothelial cells across to the chamber angle with the consequence of secondary glaucoma.
0: How many family members were affected by this dystrophy?
1: Clinical examination of 60 family members identified 35 individuals in four generations of a family affected by an endothelial coronary dystrophy. 15 individuals were considered affected based on family records.
0: Having examined all of these family members, What are the common clinical findings? How does this dystrophy typically present?
1: For male trait carriers, we can find, first, congenital corneal clouding. Second, subepithelial band keratopathy combined with endothelial moon crater-like alteration. And finally, only moon crater-like changes. And for female trait carriers, we can only find moon and the endothelial alterations.
0: What do you know about the genetics of this condition?
1: This is a very interesting question. It's not so easy to answer. But uh, as you know, today we know 2 x X-link coronary dystrophy. Several years ago I presented a new epithelial corneal dystrophy today named Lisch epithelial corneal dystrophy and it is on the locus xp 223 This is very close to the pseudo-dominant region and here we have no, this is very interesting, here we have no phenotypical coronal differences between male and female trait carriers. In contrast to this new endothelial coronary dystrophy XECD, we have the location on XQ25, this is far from the pseudo-dominant region and so severe phenotypical coronal differences are to see between male and female trait cares. But I don't know if if it is a a correct answer, and I hope no uh, genetist has listened to me now, because maybe he has another answer.
0: How long have you followed members of this family?
1: Yes, my follow-up is since 1972. They are about 34 years.
0: Walter, can you describe the disease process?
1: Okay. We can see congenital corneal opacification. This is one point. The next is we can see moon-cater-like endothelial changes in male, but above all in female patients. I think they can be stable for a long time. And then we can see sub band keratopathy combined with moon-cater-like endothelial changes. We couldn't see the follow-up from moon-cater-like endothelial changes to the occurrence of band keratopathy. And we have to ask why. Uh, as you know, uh, a band keratopathy be- can begin at the periphery or in the center. And I saw, or I have hints in dystrophy, the bands begin on the periphery. And I think the patient came to us when they had a blurred vision due to a complete subepithelial band keratopathy. That is why we didn't so often patients with the beginning of the peripheral band keratopathy.
0: How have you managed these patients therapeutically?
1: In six male patients with subethylate band keratopathy, we performed a perforating keratoplast.
0: Did the pathology recur in the graft in these patients?
1: Until today, we couldn't see any recurrences in the graft. And this is very typical for endothelial coronary dystrophy and partly also for stromal corneal dystrophy, for example, macular corneal dystrophy. In one patient, we have a follow-up of 33 years.
0: Walter, do you have any general comments that you'd like to make?
1: Two points. For example, we have a patient, a baby with congenital coronal clouding. Of course, we have to think to congenital glaucoma, and then we have to exclude the congenital glaucoma, and this can be very difficult. But at the same time, we have always examined the parents of this baby at the slit lamp, and. When we see endothelial alteration at the slit lamp in the father or the mother, then we have a hint for endothelial corneal dystrophy. The next point is that we have very exactly to observe the corneal alteration. In the early years, in the 70s, I called this alteration as corneal gutata like alteration. It was not correct. Because the corneal data is very uniform, but the moon crater-like alteration are not uniform, and this is a difference. And this is very important to distinguish. And uh, I find we can find more families with uh, this uh, endothelial dystrophy in the future. And the next point is if we have a subepithelial band keratopathy, we have to dilate the pupil and. To examine the endothelium, and if we see endothelial alterations, then we can say the band keratopathy is the cause of a corneal endothelial dystrophy. And in the textbooks and also in differential diagnosis books, we cannot find that the endothelial corneal dystrophy can be the cause of subepithelial band keratopathy.
0: First of all, Walter, congratulations on your your discovery and your meticulous work. Clearly, these are patients who had seen a lot of ophthalmologists before you, all of whom had the opportunity to to do what you did, but only you saw it through.
1: Thank you very
0: much. And Walter, thank you very much for appearing on As Seen From Here.
1: It was a great pleasure for me, and thank you again for your invitation.
0: Walter Lisch is professor of ophthalmology at the University of Tübingen and chief of the ophthalmology clinic at the City Hospital of Hanau in Hanau, Germany. His paper, A New X-Linked Endothelial Corneal Dystrophy, appears in the March 2006 issue of the American Journal of Ophthalmology. ask questions of Dr. Lish or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States dial area code 646-808-0231. In the United Kingdom dial 20 7558 8275 or Skype JYoungMD. Those numbers can be found on our website as seenfromhere.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the New Media Project of the NYU School of Medicine and is edited by Joe Fry. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.